0: Your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I want to share a couple of love stories about love that was first discovered in a dream and then materialized later in real life. Our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul Listen to Your Dreams, is filled with stories like these. Ones that show how your dreams can be powerful tools for redirecting your life, changing your relationships, and making you a happier person. When you're asleep and you can actually listen to your subconscious, it's amazing how much inner guidance and insight you can find. It can be empowering, enlightening, and life-changing. In Jane Clark's case, a dream was the only reason she agreed to go on a date with a particular guy. She had this dream when she was only 12. Her mother had said there was this old tradition that if you cut a hard-boiled egg in half, salted it, ate only the white part, and then summer salted into bed and slept with your head at the foot of the bed, then you would dream about the man you would marry. It was really silly, of course, but 12-year-old Jane did it. And that night, she dreamt that a long, dark car pulled up in front of the house and a man stepped out of the driver's side and approached her. He didn't say anything. He just stood there gazing at her. And that enabled her to get a good look at him. He had black hair cut neatly above the ears and a handsome face with sharp angular features. And she could tell he was an intelligent man. She could see it in his eyes. Jane could never get that man out of her thoughts. And then five years later, her friend asked her to go on a double date. Her friend's boyfriend had a buddy from the Navy who was visiting, and they wanted to go out, and this guy Joe needed a date for the evening. So that evening, Jane sat in the living room and waited for the three of them to come and pick her up at 7, but they didn't show up at 7 as planned, and they didn't call. First, Jane worried about them, and then she got mad. They finally knocked on the door at 10 o'clock. Jane marched to the door to explain that there was no way she was going when they were three hours late. But when she opened the door, she saw her friend and her boyfriend and behind them, her blind date. And he was the exact guy she had seen in her dream when she was 12. It was the same black hair, the same handsome angular face, the same intelligent eyes. I'm Joe, he said, smiling and putting out his hand to shake hers. Instead of shaking his hand, Jane pointed at him and said in a voice brimming with certainty, you're the man I'm going to marry. Let me get my coat. Four months later, they were married. Jane says, we built a life together and a legacy. Five children, 10 grandchildren, and now so many greats and great greats. I practically need a spreadsheet to keep track of them. One thing I know for sure, I wouldn't have accompanied Joe on that date if he hadn't appeared in my dream some years earlier. If I hadn't experienced that dream, it's often occurred to me, none of these beautiful people around me would exist. Jane dreamt of a stranger who she would end up marrying. And in Joan Donnelly Emery's case, the dream was a little different, but with the same happy ending. Joan was a newlywed and starting a life with her husband Andy in New York City. She was getting used to the fast pace of New York, and she found a job she could do between theater auditions. Life was exhausting, though, and she usually slept soundly when she returned to their apartment at night. But one night, she had a vivid dream. In this dream, she was getting married, and she was walking down the aisle on her father's arm. But this wedding wasn't anything like the church wedding she had just had. This dream wedding was outdoors in a beautiful garden in front of a white gazebo. Her family was there smiling at her, but when she reached the front and turned to her groom, it wasn't Andy. It was her high school boyfriend, Alan, whom she hadn't seen since graduation more than five years earlier. It was such a silly dream that Joan even told her husband Andy about it and they both laughed. Four years later, Andy left Joan. She was devastated and struggling when one day she got a message on her answering machine. Hi, my name is Alan. I'm looking for a girl I used to date in high school named Joan. Is this you? If so, I'd love to catch up. Call me back. It had been eight years since high school, and this was before the internet, so Alan had worked hard to find her. Joan called him back, and they talked for hours. He had a failed marriage, too. One thing led to another and a few years later, Alan proposed. They started looking for venues and found a lovely resort that specialized in weddings. As they walked around the back of the hotel to see the grounds, Joan stopped dead in her tracks. She hadn't thought of that weird dream in years, the one in which she married Alan, but there was the white gazebo in the beautiful garden, just like in the dream. Of course, they booked that venue for their wedding, And Joan can honestly say that she married the man of her dreams. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Listen to Your Dreams, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it. You'll find the book wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Costco Canada, and Amazon. If you want to read free stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, you can sign up for our daily newsletter and get a free story in your email inbox every day. There will be lots of stories from this book in the coming weeks. Just head to our website, click on the newsletter sign up option. You can also follow me on Twitter where my handle is at Amy Newmark and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. Come back next time for something a little different. A couple of stories from our new book about cats in which cats taught their humans a wonderful lesson in fortitude and resilience. Our family has grown.